life, do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Hello, Power Partners. Today will be a big party. This is our informational playground of Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We're coming to you live on the airwaves under the auspices of Be the Star You Are charity. I am Cynthia Bryan, and I am happy that you have decided to spend your Wednesday afternoon with me. Uh, We have a really, really, um, you know, it should be an empowerment fun show Coming up in segment two is Simon T. Bailey with his uh, book, Ignite the Power of Women in Your Life. And the subtitle is A Guide for Men. So he'll be fun to have on. He talks about his experiences and how he really believes that, you know, the more that we can empower women and uh, and uh, just elevate them the more that we elevate the men and each other and we all live happily ever after so let's see how that goes i think it'll be really really fun in our uh, third segment we're talking about allergies i don't know if you have allergies but so many people i know with our changing climate it is affecting the pollen counts and pollen sources and Plants are actually spreading, you know, uh, more pollen faster, and as a result, there are more allergies. So what you can do about allergies and how to take care of them. And then uh, coming up in our first segment, we're talking about living better, longer, healthy, you know, healthy aging. Uh, Most of us want to have a uh, a long a long life as long as we're not aching and sick and you know that we can do the things we love and we're all going to age so most of the time it's not that easy but if we take care of ourselves we can promote longevity we can live healthily wisely and well so we're going to find out how we can do that the miracle moment for today is brought to you by be the star you are charity be the star you are.org. I know we're in a time of pretty much upheaval as far as the economy and, well, the whole world. Let's just say, it, I, I just wonder what's going on in the world. Um, but if you go, if you feel that you have the resources to make a donation or to get involved, go to be the star you are.org. And this is Mark Twain, a man of quality is not threatened by a woman of equality. And that really is going to feed right into our second segment. Well, talking about living better, longer. You know, if we keep our body fit, we keep our mind sharp, we keep engaged in social life, those seem to be the top of the list of most people. And of course, there isn't any magic bullet because Every person is going to get wrinkles. Every person is going to get, you know, is going to age. You can go to the um, 
the what are they called the doctors that you know the nip and tuck doctors and <laughs> and get facelifts and all of that but it doesn't mean that you're going to be any younger but there are some positive steps that you can take to promote longevity so we are going to look at the latest thinking about aging wisely and well well the first thing that we know about is fitness if we can keep our body active, exercise happens to be one of the best defenses against aging because physical activity preserves heart health, it prevents cognitive decline, it strengthens bones and muscles, and it reduces the risk of disease. So a few things, if you haven't already tried them or you haven't already done them, let's just uh, give you a few things to, um, to start doing. You know how they, the song went, these boots are made for walking? Well, those shoes are made for walking too. So get out and walk. Walking is great for you. Uh, it's beneficial because a, hot, a heart attack is caused by a stoppage of blood to the heart through the coronary arteries. But if you would walk a few you know, if you could walk an hour a day, that'd be great. But if even a few minutes a day, your heart creates collateral blood vessels that could keep the blood flowing in the event of a heart attack. And that would actually save your life. Another thing, you know, you can try hiking is um, another, another good exercise as well. Biking, dancing is fantastic, you know. Spin around the dance floor with a friend or a loved one. And whether you do it with a partner or twirl around with a broom, it is just going to add a little bit of more ways that you can enhance a workout. And there really, it is fun. I mean, if you have, if you have kids or grandkids, you know, turn on the music, dance to whatever, you know, Zumba, disco, jazzercise, go to YouTube. There's just tons of stuff that is out there. And try some high-intensity interval training. They call it HIT, H-I-I-T. Uh, it's not much of a time commitment, and but for that short time, you're going to give it all you got. It's a vigorous activity that stimulates increased cell growth and works to prevent cell death. And that is what leads to wrinkles and gray hair and disease and cognitive decline. Another thing, of course, aerobic exercise. That is all about endurance. It's through constant movement, the heart, the cardiovascular system, the muscles, the bones are strengthened. And some examples of aerobic activities could include swimming, cycling, or running. So get on that bicycle seat, plunge into the pool, or just go and run around the block. And do some strength training. A strength training has all the anti-aging effects on the body because you lift weights, you do push-ups, it really helps reduce muscle loss. And through maintaining muscle strength, your metabolism will be faster and your mind is going to benefit you. You could also, you know, I find that gardening does some, um, some definite strength training because I'm always carrying buckets and buckets of water, buckets of weeds, buckets of animal food, buckets of plants. So anything that is going to uh, give you that uh, extra oomph, you want to try it. Another one would be reaction training. Now, exercise can keep the mind nimble. And the best workouts for this are reaction-based, like paddle sports or, uh, you know, paddle boarding or kayaking 
or playing tennis or even hitting the golf links. Any of that can be really helpful. And another fitness uh, advice would be yoga. A frequent yoga practice can reduce anxiety, improve your strength, heal your injuries, prevent osteoporosis and muscle degeneration. And, you know, it actually can ease arthritis symptoms. Now, it also always depends. You should always check with your doctor before you start some new fitness activity. But it can keep your body from shrinking by correcting the imbalances in the spine and also by promoting good posture. Now, the next thing on the list for longevity is, of course, nutrition, a healthy diet. There will be probably no more powerful weapon than good nutrition in our efforts to live better, live longer. And if we follow a sensible diet and we develop good eating habits and we take pleasure in sharing food, those are all essential components of lifelong health. Because we need to learn to eat smart. As we age, we often need to make modifications to what we're eating to maintain our optimal health and to prevent conditions from developing or worsening. And whether it is you want to, you know, cut cholesterol, collect, um, you know, well, maybe it's control, I should say, control high blood pressure, improve your brain health, or prevent heart disease, there are foods that can help you do it. And it, when you develop um, uh, a regimen for the particular foods that you need, you are going to be able to address the issues that might be, you know, plaguing you. Now, you need to, everybody needs to avoid added sugar, refined oils, refined grains, or anything that's highly processed. Um, have to eat, you know, red meat only occasionally as much as we love it. And the most important thing is probably to include a variety of vegetables, fruits, whole grains, and legumes, as well as moderate amounts of dairy, poultry, fish, and eggs. And the USDA does offer nutritional trips um, and tips for you at nutrition.gov. So you could go ahead and check that out. Now, you have to understand superfoods and supplements. I talk about superfoods a lot on here, so I don't want to go into big depth. But superfoods are packed with vital nutrients, making them just a favorite of all nutritionists. And berries fall under this nutrient-dense label, especially um, acai fruit, which is even richer, richer in antioxidants than cranberries or raspberries or blackberries, strawberries, blueberries. But fish like salmon and mackerel are also considered a superfood because of their high concentration of omega-3 acids. Um, so you do want to get that. And you can also check with the CDC for a powerhouse fruit and vegetable. That's cdc.gov. Now, experts do agree that we have to get our vitamins and our minerals from food sources first. However, if you have an absorption issue or there are some nutrients that you just can't absorb for some reason you know like calcium that is in leafy greens it needs vitamin d's help so you may have to talk to a dietitian to find out what kinds of supplements would be good because they're not all good 
they are not regulated, you've got to be really careful with supplements. I'm not a supplement taker, so I cannot advise you on taking any supplements. I get all of my nutrition from the fruits, vegetables, and um, other foods that, that I eat. And, and I grow my own, you know, and I have chickens and I raise the eggs and I grow my fruits and vegetables. So even if you have a pot or if you have a bigger plot, you can grow some essential fruits and vegetables and herbs that would be good for you. Another thing is to develop really good habits. Now, research bears out the benefits that we all learned as children in having a hearty breakfast and to always stop eating before you feel full. You know, that's that uh, eat, like Buddhists said, eat when you're 20% full. So you want to skip junk foods. And probably one of the most important things of nutrition is to share dining with friends and family, cooking and enjoying food together. You know, that whole idea of breaking bread, uh, you tend to eat a little bit more balanced, high fiber carbs, vegetables, proteins when you share a family meal, because you might be a little more relaxed and you're more social focused. So that is something to really be thinking about. Also, we have to keep our mind and brain sharp. And when it comes to aging, your mind does matter. The mind and body are inextricably linked. So you got to find ways to keep your brain, you know, really on tap. And you have to keep your stress low and your sense of joy intact. So train your brain. Just keep your mind sharp by doing complex mental stacks. You know, you could do fun brain-boosting challenges. You can do puzzles. A lot of people um, like to do crosswords. Whatever it is, take classes, you know, learn a new musical instrument or a new language, repair a bicycle. Whatever it is that you're not used to doing, do something new. And, um, you know, again, meditation. I talk about meditation quite a bit, but it really does calm your mind. It really reduces depression and stress, and it focuses you. And evidently, it is also slowing the aging process, according to all the different research. And maybe one of the most fun things to do for your mind is just don't act your age as far as if you feel like you're getting older, well, don't act like that. Science suggests that there might be truth to the adage you're only as old as you feel. So, you know, of course we have to take care of our body and it might mean getting, you know, get your, go to your doctor, get your checkups, get your shots and your vaccines and uh, massages or whatever it is that you need. But what about, you know, embracing that inner child? I think that would be a really, really good way to keep yourself younger. And then make sure you have a social life because an emotional support system, whether it's friends or family or adopted family, it provides a sense of belonging and friendships of all kind enrich our lives. And actually, they probably extend them because studies have shown that being socially connected boosts cognitive and cardiovascular health relieve stress and increases longevity. So socialize, but only socialize with people who are positive um, and, you know, not with the doomsday sayers. So we want to, <laughs> we want to increase our community access. And if you can't find a human friend, go for a four-legged friend or a fish or a bird or anything like that. Or, you know, 
I, again, being the founder of Be The Star You Are, I find that uh, volunteering and helping other people to succeed and helping other people to be the best that they can be or to give them food or housing or nutrition or, uh, you know, a, a heads up, that can help you too. So whatever you do, let's live longer, let's live healthier, and you have the power to do it. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. When we come back from break, it'll be Simon T. Bailey with us. And we are going to talk about women in your life and how to just make them, you know, not only the center, but equal and great because all humans are great, whatever we are. All right. We'll be back in a bit. Don't go away. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 gifts, and Be The Star You Are for teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 Are you seeking a dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world. Lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR. 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 And visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan. www.cynthiabryan.com. Are you a teenager with lots to say, but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel and join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com. You can express yourself become our friend on facebook post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline visit facebook.com forward slash voice america it's power time on star style be the star you are with your passion purpose and possibility producer cynthia bryan now back to the power party this business of show business is calling out well, this is definitely going to be a power segment, and it is the power of women segment because I have a terrific guest with me today. It's Simon T. Bailey. He is the author of the book, Ignite the Power of Women in Your Life, and women in all caps. And um, a side, side uh, byline is it's a guide for men. So in this book, he wants to spark a worldwide movement. And He's committed to this as a life purpose because 
he wants to help everyone realize that, you know, all of us have something to contribute. But the book is really fun. It is just filled with uh, lots of little tidbits of great information. And I want to welcome Simon T. Bailey to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Hello, Simon. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Well, this is going to be fun. From the moment I picked up your book, I thought, this is just so terrific. I love the way you write in sound bites. It's kind of the way I think and the way I write, maybe because I'm maybe because I'm radio and TV, but I just I really like these short little, you know, quips that you have that are life lessons. So you are talking about the age of the woman. Chapter one starts just like that, the age of the woman. And you say, if you don't know it by now, I'm here to tell you that we've entered the age of the woman. So would you go ahead and give us a little bit of your backstory? What made you come to this conclusion? And how can we all get to that conclusion to be more inclusive? Well, I've been invited by corporations to work with them. And I said in San Diego about three years ago to a group of 200 CEOs, I said, any country, company, or community and city that's going to be worth its salt must do right by women. Because when you do right by women, it impacts an entire nation in a positive way. And, and what was the response? There was dead silence. Right, exactly. You can hear, <laughs> hear pin drop. <laughs> so, and of the 200 CEOs, there was maybe less than a dozen women. And the guys all kind of gave me a look. And I said, I got a round trip ticket to get home. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. Exactly. Exactly. So what did you learn from that experience? And what, you know, tell us about like the women who came up to you or something afterwards to just talk about what you had to say. Well, a gentleman pulled me on the side during the cocktail reception and said, I absolutely agree with you. And I know that I need to do better. Another guy pulled me on the side and said, I can't believe you were so bold in what you said. And then I had a woman pull me on the side. She said, thank you. Thank you for going out on the edge and saying what needed to be said. And you didn't worry about being popular or try to get a business deal. Because what I recognize, it's men who need to stand up and be allies for women and stop sugarcoating things and tell the truth and pay women what they're worth. And just mm-hmm. stop all this dancing around. Do yeah. The right thing. Amen to that. Amen. You know, and that just goes across the board. I mean, again, I was saying at the top of the hour is people are, are people are people. And as you just said, uh, you know, women have a lot, a lot to not only not a lot to offer, but right now, I think the colleges are filled with more women than men and they're saying in a few years there's there's definitely going to be more college graduates and more graduate degrees with women so I love your quote that the reality is that women don't need to be controlled they need to be understood and it's it's uh, it's really time you talked about an incident with your daughter that was what you the uh, initial pitch to me was is how when your daughter walked into your home office and asked for a few moments of your time and you were engrossed, you know, like as we all are as parents, right? And she said she'd see you later. And that's when you realized you you kind of had that light bulb moment of, oh my gosh, what did I just waste? 
Tell us about that, because that happens to almost everybody. I recognized in that moment that I was emotionally unavailable, and it hit me on the plane the next day that I missed the moment to connect with my daughter. So when I came home, I said, Madison, you wanted to talk to me the other day, and she said, Daddy, it's okay. I said, no, it's not okay, because if I don't change my behavior, you're going to marry a joker just like me. And her mother said to me, you give everybody the best of you, but you give us the rest of you. And I don't want the leftovers anymore. And what I recognized, I had built a house but lost the home. I was chasing money but had no meaning. And I was pursuing power, but I had no purpose because I forgot to keep the main thing the main thing, and that is family. Yes. And that resulted in a divorce. And you still write just very lovely about your um, your ex-wife, Renee, because she's the mother of your two children. She gave you 25 years mm -hmm. of her life. And you've been mm -hmm. able to really keep a positive relationship. Uh, I bet you she she talks to you now and says, Simon, why weren't you like this when we were married? <laughs> because I needed to go to a therapist named Anita who said to me, whatever you don't deal with will eventually deal with you. So I that's realized right. I needed to do my work. That's mm -hmm. right. That That's right. Right. And now you have and you are uh, remarried. Is it now two years or are we going on three, uh, new, two almost years? Two years. Almost yeah. two years to Jody. Yes. Uh, okay. Well, can. Congratulations for that. So let's just get back to little parts of your book. We're talking to Simon T. Bailey. His book is Ignite the Power of Women in Your Life. And it's a guide for men. One of the things you talked about is so many women in the corporate world, and I know many, many of these. I have uh, several friends who, you know, made it to really high-powered. They would be the only woman in a very uh, male-dominated uh, corporation, you know, they would be the vice president or something, but they always felt they had to act like men and be tough and be, you know, be able to give back what they were given. And, you know, just as, just as, I don't know, they had to be crass is what they said. And it was difficult and it was difficult to turn off. You disagree with that. Tell us your perspective. My perspective is when a woman feels like she has to be masculine in her approach, she diminishes her femininity. And that's what corporations need. They need a woman to be the woman that she is to challenge us men who are sometimes clueless. We can't get out of our own way or we don't see things the way that she sees them. And so don't diminish yourself. Don't suppress yourself. Don't push yourself down and feel like you got to play with the boys to keep up with them. No, come to the table with your brilliance and your genius. Well, you know, I have I, I, a lot of people feel this, too, especially women, is that if we had more women in power, perhaps we would have less wars. <laughs> and you actually have a thought on that as well. I think that, that we might have more peaceful times. There's been, you know, with the women that have been in power have actually done really well in the past. You look at the leaders of Denmark, Finland, New Zealand, all heads of states are women. And all the research says that during the last couple of years, they have led their countries better than men not taking anything away from men. And I believe because women 
they will show up at the table and say, okay, how do we make sure everyone benefits? They're mm-hmm. just not looking out for their four no more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's so much, there's a, you know, there's always been, especially in the male dominated world, I think that it caused women to be competitive with each other as well. And men are always trying yeah. to one up each other. And what do we do about those things? Well, I think, number one, we have to realize that it's not about if I win and you lose. When we all come together, everyone wins. The customer benefits. Society grows and benefits. I think the second thing we have to do is put aside our ego. Ego is edging greatness out. And how do we come from a place of compassion and kindness that when I help you, I'm actually helping myself. And I think the third thing is when we are very intentional in being of service, research says when we help someone else, the reward centers in our brain begin to light up almost as if we have been on the receiving end of helping someone, and it's called the helper's high, according to Emory University. So when I'm really intentionally helping someone else, we all grow together. See, I totally agree with you because I'm the founder of Be The Star You Are Charity, and I'm, uh, it, it's going on, we're, we're on 24 years. I'm not paid. I'm a volunteer like everybody else. And people always say, how can you do this and you don't get paid? And I'm like, I don't know. It just feels amazing to be helping other people. <laughs> and so I, I totally agree that there's something about when you are helping others, you help yourself. I think it's a paradigm of life, actually. There's, you know, you're not getting a monetary reward, but you're getting all these other endorphins. You're getting all this other stuff because you get to see people getting being successful and, uh, you know, and uh, elevating themselves. So I think that is really an important thing. I want to talk about dads because Father's Day is coming up and um, you actually speak in your book about the imprint of your father. And I do think there's a huge significance, uh, and you don't talk about of a man's relationship with his father, but I just think that the father relationship with, you know, sons or daughters is absolutely mm-hmm. critical. And go ahead, because yeah. I know that you have your kids, so please talk about being a dad. <laughs> well, my father never told me that he loved me until he was on his deathbed. Mm-hmm. And what I recognized, I had never affirmed or validated my children by telling them that I loved them. And my then wife, mother of my children, said, you need to do something about that. And my father said, I put food on the table, clothes on your back, a shelter over your head. That was my way of saying that I loved you. But I said, mm-hmm. Dad, I needed to hear it. And the moment he said it, it unlocked something in me. And I told Daniel and Madison that I love them and I believe in them. And it just literally transformed not just me, but also my brothers. As we started talking to each other, we would say, I love you, all because of the imprint of our father saying that he loved us. Right. You know, uh, that that really affected me when I read that portion of your book in Ignite the Power of Women in Your Life, because uh, so often... We do, you know, I I don't want to say that moms get more applause, I mean, because moms do so much work, but I do feel that dads really have to be recognized uh, for having emotions and being able to say, I love you. And that it is, that's not a female 
trait. You know, you can be you can be that macho man and and love your kids and love your wife and express it. And to me, that is just so critical. I was really fortunate to have an incredible uh, dad who let us know that he loved us. And I that gave me the power to be able to constantly say, I love you to my family, my friends, you know, et cetera. But so many people, mm-hmm. as you said, as you experienced, uh, had parents who felt exactly the way your dad did, is my way of showing I loved you, was I went to work every day, you know? I kept a roof over your head. You had clothes on your back, right? So I think mm-hmm. what, by writing this down, uh, you really have unlocked something for so many people because, you know, what does it cost you to end every conversation with I love you or every text, you know, with a heart emoji and saying I love you? I think it's um, I think it's really, really important. And is tell us, is that something that you talk about now? Because I know you are a speaker. You speak all, you know, to so many corporations. You speak all over the world. Is that something that you include when you are working with um, other corporations or um, or CEOs? Surprisingly, I do. And one of the things that I've gone on to say is that love and respect have no color. That's number one. Mm-hmm. And I tell my audiences that I, I said, I love you. I don't know when I will ever see you again. But the power of saying I love you is equivalent to hugging people with your words. Mm -hmm. So how do we hug people with our words? By really letting them know I see you, I appreciate you, I value you enough to tell you I love you. I love this chapter. You have a chapter nine in your book, Love With No Strings Attached. And one of the uh, your little mini quotes that you have in here is love isn't love until you give it away. And to me, that yes. is very yes. profound, right? Um, you know, it's, it's, and again, you say it's not what it says, it's what it does. Because when we do share the love, there's something that comes over us, you know, and I don't know, I get a happy feeling when I feel loved. I get a happy feeling when I share the love. And to me, that is another way of empowering everyone, uh, you know, with, without, with, as you says, it has no color, it has no sex, it has no anything. Love is love. Yeah. And love is not about what you're getting. It's about what you're giving. Giving. Mm -hmm. And when you give love, you become a better human being in the process because you're not looking for anything in return. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's the way I think that we have to we have to uh, be in life with whatever we give is that we cannot look for the return because that is not a true gift, right? When you're looking for the return gift, exactly. it's, it's not a gift. So um, let's talk about, if, we, if you have a minute here, um, those four practices of, uh, that caring science teaches. And how they transformed oh your life. Cause I think that's kind of essential to the book too. Yeah. So the four practices, very simple is to surrender. So many times we hold on to the particular outcomes that we think need to happen and we just need to surrender and let it go. Second practice is forgiveness. When I forgive, I am truly releasing myself 
uh, of holding any animosity against anyone. The third practice is gratitude. How am I grateful for every single day of having life uh, in front of me, air to breathe? And then the fourth practice is compassionate human service. How do I be intentional every single day? If I'm walking into an establishment, I hold the door for the person behind me. Uh, okay. If someone is within five feet of me, I uh, greet them with my eyes and I smile and I say, good morning, good afternoon. We don't know what that person uh, has been through, but compassionate human service is the ability to push through whatever you're going through and say, you know what, I'm going to be a better human today. And those four, those four are templates to me for just living a very happy, healthy, giving life, a life of service. But at the same time, when you're serving others, you're serving yourself, you know, without, without knowing it. Well, Simon, this is a really lovely book, Simon T. Bailey. And I'm so glad that you got 90 million people to watch you recount your experience in that three-minute video that you did. It's probably well over that now. That's kind of amazing. So let's give out your website and uh, some social media things so people can uh, get your book, book you for speaking or whatever. The website is simontbailey.com. And Bailey is B-A-I-L-E-Y. Don't forget that T. Or you could go to ignitethepowerofwomen.com. He's also on uh, social media, Instagram, Simon T. Bailey. YouTube, Simon T. Bailey. Uh, is it international link or INTL link? Is that what it, I think, some, or just look it up. Type in Simon T. Bailey. And then, of course, LinkedIn, yeah. Simon T. Bailey. So, uh, Simon, I love you. You were terrific. <laughs> I love you, too. Thank you. Thank I, you so much. I thank you so much for coming on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. And I'm going to just quote the back of your book with your cute little picture of you at age three. The book, again, <laughs> is Ignite the Power of Women in Your Life. And it says a guide for men, but please, everyone, it is a guide for everyone. Read it, follow it, live it and watch your life blaze more intently. Thank you, Simon T. Bailey, for coming on Star Style. Be the star you are. Share the love. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. When we come back from break, we're going to be talking about allergies, and I sure hope you don't have any, but we're going to tell you how you can keep them at bay. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan, Star Style. Be the star you are. We'll be right back, and I hope you'll still be here. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. Tapping into women business. Since we're talking about women, as women-owned firms continue to outpace the market, here are a few characteristics of women-owned businesses which have been identified by the National Foundation for Women Business Owners that may help you partner and collaborate with them. 
women entrepreneurs place more value on both relationships and on information than men do. Women are more, more likely to seek out help from others and to ask questions. Women are more proactive to embracing new technology. Women value vendor support and service while making decisions, and they have more access to capital. Women are less likely to sell to small corporations and more likely to sell to government and large corporations. But you should have a woman business person in your life. So remember, you are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com. That's CynthiaBryan.com. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. bethestarur.org. Dare to care. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of well, if you think you are imagining that you are having more allergic reactions or more allergies that you've, than you've had in the past, it really isn't your imagination. Your allergies are getting worse. So compared with 1990, pollen season today kicks off 20 days earlier and it sticks around at least eight to 10 days longer. And that was actually according to a study done in 2021. So the sneezing season is very severe and more severe than in the past. 21% more pollen is involved than 30 years ago from the plants, the grasses, and the trees. So the crazy thing is, is it is being you know, attributed to climate change because when you turn up the temperature or increase the CO2 concentrations in the air, what happens with plants is they produce more pollen. And when they produce more pollen, then it actually just gets your allergies going a little bit crazier because with every breath you take, you are breathing in these different ragweeds or grass pollens. And the, the uh, concentrations of all of these pollens are expected to go two to three times higher in the next 30 years. So we have to be able to slow the cycle somehow. If the current trends continue, 
the concentrations of rag, uh, you know, ragweed and grass pollen will just keep rising and rising. And that's according to the Asthma and Allergy Foundation of America. And, you know, it's interesting because I know so many people have allergies when they're younger. And then normally as they get older, allergy symptoms tend to decline because our immune systems are less reactive with age. I know that when I was a kid, I would, I, I just felt like we're living on the farm between the hay and the cats and the grasses. I felt like I was just sneezing all the time. And then, you know, as I got older in my 20s and 30s, it tended to dissipate. But evidently now, because of changing climate, it is robbing us of this natural protection. And what's happening is uh, people of all ages are continuing to suffer symptoms. And some of them are seeing them getting worse, like longer, more intense. And I think because the seasons of allergies are much longer. So older adults are now developing allergies for the first time in their life. And they never, ever did before. So this is, that's uh, that's a really kind of scary. So we don't want allergy season to catch any of us by surprise. And so here are a few tips that all of us can use to uh, survive, you know, the sneezing, the watery eyes, the itchy ears, the congestion filled months that could last until winter. So what doctors do recommend is if you can, and again, Always uh, talk to your doctor before starting any kind of treatment on your own. And, you know, you'll probably have to get tested and all of that. But you should try to get going early, like right now. Because if you can start your allergy medications a few weeks before you would traditionally experience the systems, you tend to have an easier time of it. Because it's easier to prevent your immune system from getting overly aroused than it is to calm it once it's begun to react. So if you want to protect against pollen, you have to find out pretty much what is it the pollen that you're allergic to and whatever it's coming, then you should start treating, you know, a few weeks before. For example, in the fall, ragweed is going to really surge. So probably you should start a treatment in August. The exact dates, of course, are going to differ depending on what part of the country you live in. So either talk to an allergist or your doctor, but you definitely would want to start to manage any allergy symptoms that you know you're going to get in advance. Then you do have to manage medications because so many allergy medications are over the, uh, the counter, which is terrific, except they can still interact with anything else that you're taking and uh, you don't want that to happen. So you just, you don't want to be adding just, you know, more pills to your routine without a medication strategy that is actually managed by your doctor. Now you might need a nasal steroid spray, which is different than um, just a, 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 um, a spray like Afrin, which is a nasal congestion spray, because a steroid, a nasal steroid spray, 
you can use it uh, for a longer period of time. And it's the consistency of using it, you know, however much your doctor tells you to use it, um, that keeps the allergies away. Whereas if you're just getting something over the counter that is a nasal congestion spray like Afrin, those uh, cannot be used long term. They are only, you're only supposed to use them for two or three days. Otherwise, you're going to get more congested. So, you know, steroid sprays may not be enough. You may have to add an antihistamine. And again, if you need something that is going to be stronger, you're going to have to um, ask your doctor for a prescription of antihistamine. And again, they can decide for you. Over-the-counter antihistamines include like Claritin or Allegra or Zyrtec. Uh, those all work really well, but they can also be sedating. So you want to make sure that you're taking them at night. And you don't want to just buy any medications just, you know, at any time, as I said, because you don't want any drug interaction. So be, be um, very careful about what you're doing. Now, um, even in late fall, you may not be in the clear and you might want to start doing pollen counts. You know how you go to your weather channel to see what the weather's going to be? Now, some of the channels, some of the weather apps uh, will tell you what the pollen count is according to your zip code. And if you're not doing that and you have allergies, that might be something you want to do. Microparticles of pollen could stick around into winter, and then you could actually get some off-season symptoms. So you're going to have to talk to your doctor about year-round treatment. And the thing about keeping the allergies away is it could stave off other sicknesses because when you have an allergy, your airwaves are more reactive to any viral illnesses. And so you need to suppress allergic flare-ups, and that might improve your overall immunity, and it might keep your defenses up to fight off colds, flu, and maybe even COVID. Another thing that is recommended by the doctors and studies is to wear a mask if you're going to be outside with all this pollen, especially if you're a gardener or a hiker or somebody. That's like me, is when pollen season's up, you know, we're, we're kind of used to wearing masks. Well, maybe not so much now because the mask mandates have been lifted. But, you know, if you have one of those um, respirator masks that around, wear it when you're in the garden. And that will just be a preemptive step uh, of, so that you can spend more time outside without uh, sneezing because that's not what you want. So you want to take your medications before you go outside and then also wear your mask. And again, medical face masks are designed to keep allergens out. So those are probably going to be the best ones. And of course, they're pretty available now um, everywhere as well as you can order them in bulk online. And then once you get inside, and this is really important, get out of your shoes, leave your shoes outside, do not wear your shoes inside. Take off your outdoor clothing, and if you have severe allergies, you definitely want to get in the shower and wash your hair because your uh, hair actually traps pollen. When I'm working out in the garden, one of the things that I do is I wear, 
a um, bandana over my head, and then I put a hat on on top of that just to try to keep as much of the pollens and um, just other stuff, including ticks and, you know, any bites uh, out of my hair. Um, and then f the final thing about allergies that you need to know is you really do need to eradicate any indoor stuff as well. And that would include uh, dust mites, dander, mold, all of that is a recipe for disaster. And a lot of people are allergic to animals. Like I said, I love cats, but I'm totally allergic to them. If they're outside and I don't uh, touch them, I'm fine. But if somebody has a cat that lives indoors and I go to their house, I immediately will uh, get sick. And so I have to know if they have a cat and then I have to take antihistamines and, you know, I have to be proactive. So if you are one of those person, um, you do have to be proactive as well because our nasal passages can only handle so much invasion. And there are just so many allergens out there that your symptoms just could get worse and worse. So for indoors, it's recommended if you have box springs, you might need to zip those up as well as your mattresses with dust mite covers. Definitely vacuum your carpets frequently. Um, you could keep your windows closed if there's a lot of allergens outside. And then set up a, a HEPA air purifier, especially if you have, you know, if you already have allergies or, you know, if you have a pet that has a lot of dander. And then if you get any roof leaks or any kind of leaks, make sure to fix them promptly because mold and mildew are major hazards for indoor allergy sufferers. And um, your humidity should be set to like 40% so that it reduces the mold in your house. So that is our show for today. I thank you for being here with me, Cynthia Bryan, on Star Style, Be the Star You Are, every Wednesday, 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific. And I would love you to tune into our really fantastic teen show, Express Yourself, every Sunday, 3 p.m. We're also, um, they broadcast on the Voice America Network on the Empowerment Channel. So you could check Express Yourself, Teen Radio. For more information about me, visit CynthiaBryan.com. And for information about the charity, get involved or make a donation, visit BeTheStarYouAre.org. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate you. See beyond your physical being. Know you already are the star you dreamed of becoming. Cherish the past, dream of the future, and celebrate each moment of your life. And if you're going to read a book this week, it's a fast read and it's fun. Ignite the Power of Women in Your Life by Simon T. Bailey. Until we celebrate next Wednesday, 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific, remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. I'm Cynthia Bryan. I thank you and I encourage you to be the star you are. Be your unapologetically authentic self. Have a star-style week and go out into the world and make a difference. Love, love, love. Thank you so much for joining me. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are. 
It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are.